Welcome to Big Snackers, episode six. <laughs> it's so creepy. I don't. I Why? just. It just because the weird part now, about it is I, somewhere in the background, it sounds like someone's hammering something, but I know what that is. Well, you know what that is. I mean, they are hammering, I guess. This is very true. Uh, that I know it's not a theme song, but it's a theme to start off the week. And I think since I'm in Vegas, that's a good way to start off the week. I think you're right. I think um, two men having uh, extremely rough gay sex is a good way to start off any week in <laughs> Vegas. Exactly, because what happens in Vegas stays, you know, in your mind and your memory. Well, like, well, what did I, you say? I didn't say anything. Uh, you're, oh, you're just, never mind. Then. You're talking about no, your mind no. and your memory. I don't really know what is going on there. So, uh, listen, we are at week six. And amazingly enough, we are in the new and noteworthy section on iTunes, which is incredible. Yeah, and somehow we're in the top 100 comedy podcasts, which is really fucking weird. We are, and it's funny because iCatcher is my favorite app. But, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but that's what I use. And... Whenever we're on tour, like I get tired of music because we drive so much at night, and I drive a lot at night that I, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time. Right. And I'm in Eyecatcher, and I was like going under comedy, and I always look up like Nerdist or like you know Earwig or any of those good ones. And I'm just scrolling through them last night when I sent you that picture, and our podcast was right there with them. That's really so, bizarre. <laughs> it's a very cool feeling, so I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So, so if you're listening to this, please do go to iTunes. Please hit subscribe. Please give us a good rating and like some comments because it really does make a huge difference. Yeah, and look, and look what I did for you. I even fixed the fucking sound for you whiners. So just, you know. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like shit. Yeah. So we do have a special guest this week that we have to do uh, soon because he's the most famous person we've ever had on the show. His name is Charlie Saxton. You can look him up. He's been in such fine movies as The Happening. Um Movie 43, he's been in Workaholics, and he has a new show called Betas, and he's an awesome guy. So we're going to call him right now, and uh, we're going to talk to him. Hello? Charlie. Hey. Are you on your, uh, you're on your phone now. Yeah, can you hear me? Is that okay? Yes, yeah, you sounds sound great. sound much better. Yeah. Are, you on an, are you on an iPhone 4 or a 5? Uh, 4S. 4S got that, is for got that poor, That's for poor people, Charlie. I have a 5. It is. Oh man, well, I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna hold out and get the five uh, S, not the five C. The five C is the real poor people's That's iPhone. That's the five cheap, right? Yeah, that is, that is. Yeah, the five cheap. That's for foreign people. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Charlie, I saw you last night. You came to our show. I did. I love the show. It was, was very sweet. I was saying earlier, Charlie. Uh, he might be a Hollywood celebrity now, but he still comes to the punk rock shows and mingles with the people. I love coming to the punk rock shows. It's what I used to do when I was a little baby boy, and that's what I'm going to keep doing until I'm an old man. How, how old are you, Charlie? 23, but I'll be 24 in like two weeks. Well, that's depressing because you're in movies, and Justin and I are both in our 30s, and we're yeah. interviewing <laughs> So Hey, man, I'm just trying, I'm trying to hustle, you know? But we were talking about your show Betas, right? Yeah, yeah. So explain again how Betas became a show. So Betas was part of uh, 14 original pilots that Amazon greenlit. So it shows that created one episode. Of, I put them all up on Amazon.com. And if you have like an Amazon account, you were able to view all of the shows for free um, and rate them and review them and kind of just like speak your mind about them and basically uh, had the say in which shows got picked up. And fortunately for us, Betas was one of the two shows that got picked up. It was us and this other show called Alpha House with John Goodman. Nice. That's a pretty good company to be in. Yeah, for sure. I'm the, show, the show is great. I watched it. I enjoy it very much. 
Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, okay. we, uh, I'm sorry. Does Amazon seem pretty stoked on it? Yeah, we, um, we actually just had our, our table read today for the last episode and, uh, they're very, very thrilled with how things have turned out. So fingers crossed for a second season. That's awesome. I'm sure you'll get a second season. Uh, Thanks. you've done a lot of other acting. I don't know some, I know you've been in some workaholics. Yes. And let's, now that we've complimented you, let's, uh, let's well, talk I, I, about I have some a, serious stuff. I have a compliment, actually. This is Justin. Hi, Charlie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, <laughs> I really liked Hung yeah. a lot. I thought it was a great show. I'm sorry. I'm sad that HBO oh, didn't thanks. continue uh, carrying it. Uh, it happened. You know, we had a nice, healthy run. Three seasons. It was pretty rad. Hung yeah. was a good show. It was very good. Thank you. Thank you. So now that we've complimented you, let's ask a serious question. Okay. You were in the movie The Happening with M. Night Shyamalan as a director. Yes, true. What, what the fuck was that? <laughs> hey man, listen. At the time, I uh, I was in high school still, and acting was kind of something that I had done since I was really little. And M Night Shyamalan uh, liked to keep it in his head, and he would always film movies uh, outside of Philadelphia, where I'm from. I'm from Bucks County, right? And so he would film his film his movies in Bucks County, and I uh, I just randomly auditioned for it, not really knowing what it was at all, because no one knew anything like no one knew anything about it because it was so secretive and i uh yeah i just booked this tiny small role in the beginning like opening scene where like all the kids are in the classroom and i have like two lines that i say to mark Wahlberg. <laughs> but it was like it was pretty sweet dude like i met m night Shyamalan. i hung out with mark Wahlberg for like two days like they're both like really nice guys it's just i am a big I'm, mark Wahlberg fan yeah he's awesome he's like one of literally one of the nicest guys i've ever met He's almost too nice. Is he? Is he? Uh, awesome. In real life, is he as confused as he seems in that movie? <laughs> uh, a little bit. He was always a little kind of out of breath, and he was kind of, you know. <laughs> Do you think you could beat him in a fight? <laughs> so yeah, the happening was probably good for you. I just, uh, I'm sure you'll agree, it was one of the most confusing movies ever made. Well, here's a, here's a pretty great story. Is So I got to go to one of the cast and crew screenings of it, and right before the movie started, M. Night walked out, and he was like, hey, thank you guys so much for being here. You really were a part of a passion project of mine. I've always wanted to make a really big-budget, B-rate horror movie. And everyone kind of turned around and was like, what the fuck? That's not the movie we were making. What happened? And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then the movie screened, and everyone just kind of turned to each other and was like, well, yeah, that is what that is, but fuck. That's not what it's been advertised as. <laughs> so that I mean, was pretty was, fun. Was M. Night cool? Is he a cool guy? Yeah, dude. He's a cool, chill dude. He's like just like really creative and really smart. He's just, I don't know. He just makes weird movies, but he's a great guy. Ah, I like awesome. him. <laughs> I love some of his movies. I just, uh, yeah, well, I guess he wanted to make a horror movie and no one realized it. Totally, for sure. Well, before you do leave, A, I know you're going on a date, correct? Correct. Where are you taking a lady? Uh, I think we're going to this little fancy rent, uh, French restaurant called La Poubelle. Ooh, that sounds expensive. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, got paid, so might as well. <laughs> uh, from Betas? Uh, yeah, actually, it's, uh, it's, it's our per diem because we're going to San Francisco tomorrow, so I'm going to spend a little of that per diem money. That is, you're, you're a romantic man. Are you doing anything after the date? Uh, I think we're going to go to a little release party. For uh, Hello Goodbye's new uh, new album coming out, so oh. that should be pretty fun. Oh, well, that actually works. So I was gonna say every week, Justin and I 
do music recommendations and I know you're into a lot of music. So are there any new bands people might not have heard of as much that you would like to recommend? And yeah, why? absolutely. There's this punk band called direct hit. Okay. Um, I've been listening to them for a very long time and they just released this, uh, concept LP called brainless God. And it's, uh, if you're a fan of just like balls to the walls, really catchy in your face, pop punk, I highly recommend them. That is a great record. I don't know if you knew this, but we have a split seven inch with them. Oh, I, I did. Yeah, I did know that actually. Yeah, yeah I didn't remember that. That that record is awesome. It's really yeah, good. I, I completely sure. agree with you. Thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you for being on our podcast. Of course, thank you for having yeah, me. Of course, you. I know you have to. I know you have to go on a date. Yes. So I will probably see you in January when I'm in LA. Uh, I can't wait to see you, buddy. You guys have a romantic evening, and uh, make sure you get to at least third base. Trying, bro. <laughs> All right, talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, take it easy, guys. Yeah, see, see you, Charlie. Later. Bye. What a sweetheart he is. Yeah, really nice. Charlie is funny because uh, we, you know, whenever we played in L.A., me and Boone, our drummer, we would see him and be like, is that, is that uh, Charlie Saxton from, like, Workaholics and all his movies? Or, like, it looks just like him. One day we just asked him, and we realized that he's been coming to all of our shows in L.A., and he really likes us. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, yeah, it's a really cool thing. So I asked him last night, like, do you want to be on our podcast tomorrow? And he was like, absolutely. I don't know if that makes me like M. Night Shyamalan more, that he was just kind of like pulling a fast one on everybody. <laughs> that he just apparently was completely oblivious to what was happening. Yeah, like, he, he like nobody knew what was going on, and then he was just like, thanks for helping me make this stupid movie that I've been wanting to make since I was a little kid. All right, see ya. Like, I don't know. I think that's pretty I mean, great. That movie is, is awful. Oh, yeah. It's one of the worst pieces of shit of all time, but, you know. Other than maybe Lady in the Water. Uh, well, there's always The Last Airbender. And there's also The Devil. Well, he didn't make that, though. He just produced that. Oh, okay. okay. But he did make After Earth, so... Oh, and they didn't even advertise him as making it, which is how much they didn't want people oh, to no. know. Yeah, I think Last Airbender was his last real shot at like having his name as like a thing, like a nameplate thing. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, now, so yeah, now this... we get is Tyler Perry. Oh, thank God for that! Right? I know. I'm, I'm re- and Lee Daniels also the Butler. No, oh, stop it! Even though apparently Lee Daniels isn't even a real person. No, he's not. And that movie, I think, is for people with white guilt to go see it and clap at the end. Oh, absolutely, it is. But I just think it's funny. I mean, like <laughs> they throw this guy's name on there who isn't real. Like, what is he just like? the name they're using for like whatever poor black writer they can get to like write a thing for black people to like make, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. We, I looked it up and I don't remember if he was real or not real. I think you're right. But either way, whatever it was, like they based it off a true story. But the thing is, there's a, if you, if you go through the timeline of the movie, Oh yeah. By the end of it, when he's still alive, he would have been like 140 yeah. years it's, old. It's supposed to be like five different butlers that live there or whatever, but none of them, I mean, none of them did any of the shit that they say in that movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't yeah. some butler I mean, who was able to talk to the president like like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, so this week is week six. We're excited. Uh, I can't believe how many people have downloaded this. We're at, what, 22,000? Yeah. So we're going to keep on working and make it better, and we really appreciate it. On the road, it's been hard, but when we get home, even it'll be a lot better. Uh, I'm in Vegas tonight. Yeah, I know. That's uh, pretty exciting. What? It is 6.45 here. We have the day off. Everyone else in the band 
want to see our friends' bands, and I don't like most of my friends' bands, so I'm sitting here and doing this. But what um, – uh, well, not all of them went. No, except for Paul, our bass player, who everyone left, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back into the room. i got to do the uh, big snackers, and they're like, all right, cool. Let us know how it goes. And then uh, Paul was like, oh, I'm going to come, and I was like, what do you mean? Because I was like, I'm just going to be doing the podcast. He was like, oh, I know. And then he just looked at me real seriously, and he goes, I'm just going to take a shower. Then you're probably not going to see me the rest of the night. Uh, so, uh, I just, good luck, uh, Paul. Yeah, good luck to him, especially in, in Vegas. It's so expensive. I don't know like what he's going to be doing. I don't have a clue what he's going to be doing. I Maybe he's taking his per diems and going to see Chris Angel, if we're lucky. Oh, man, I hope so. You seen that new Chris Angel show, man? <laughs> just bad but, man. Uh, can we talk about vegas for a minute you've been to vegas right yeah vegas i mean is cool i like to gamble i like bright lights to a degree vegas is also creepy yeah and uh well, so i'm walking earlier what i was gonna say what's really creepy about it is um how they have like all this scientific um this like incredibly scientific way of creating an atmosphere where you never know what time it actually is or what you've been doing for like the entire time. And like, it's just a way to get you to spend money. Cause like when you walk out um, onto the strip where they have that giant led sky that is always blue and sunny and it's really fucking weird. And like, it's open 24 hours a day. Like every shop is open. So it always seems like it's the middle of the day. It's so fucked up. Like, you know how they use like psychology and like science against you like that. It's so weird. It is. Actually, speaking of a funny story, the last time we played Vegas, which was about two months ago, Paul and I, we were out gambling until I think like 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning at the Excalibur. And then we started to go back to the hotel because we had to be up at like 10 o'clock to leave for Arizona. Yeah. And like we're both just driving and like we just look and I'm like, man, I bet McDonald's breakfast is open by now. <laughs> so we stayed, we, we stayed up all night, got McDonald's breakfast like 6 a.m., and then ate it and went straight to bed. So that was the worst idea in history. Oh, yeah. You're going to feel, feel like shit when you wake up. Oh, this is awful. But it Ugh. tasted so good yeah. at the time. But yeah. uh, tonight, when, earlier today, I was walking through Vegas. And I was walking across a bridge. And, like, the people here are so creepily persistent. I feel like I'm in Tijuana. Yeah. Because you know how they have these, like, creepy, like, vaguely rapey, creepy guys that will hand you a card of, like, a naked girl and be like, oh, you know, yeah. this strip club. Come to this strip club. Yeah, like, they're like, they're like, uh, like, hey, cut you want to come to this strip club? Girls get, got big titties. And then you're like, no. And they're like, come on, man. You know, they got, those sh- they show everything, even their pussies and everything. And then eventually, <laughs> exactly. like, they, they get down so far where they're like, they're like, we, we got a buffet with crab legs on it. Don't you like crab legs? <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. It's like, it's like, oh, they don't like vagina. They like food. This guy's fat. Get uh, him. Yeah, exactly. Get, him. Like, Get him on the $10 to, buffet. Today might have been my favorite one because uh, I was walking with – who was I with? With Paul, actually. And uh, we're walking, and this guy comes up and hands me a card with his girl in a lingerie and says, hey, you know, right down the street, girl's big titties, this and that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, man. I kept on walking. He kept on handing it. I was like, dude, listen, man, I'm gay. What? <laughs> what does that have to do with it? I will give this guy credit. He goes, hold on. He starts shuffling through his bag and pulls out a thing called Australia Down Under with a bunch of guys in, like, G-strings and hands it to me. Okay, but 
Did he think you guys were gay? Is that what happened? No, I told him I was gay because I figured it would make uh, him leave oh, me alone. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Oh, I and thought you guy, meant this guy was he was not giving up. Oh, I so misunderstood. I, I misunderstood what happened in the beginning. I thought you were walking past him. He tried to hand you a flyer. You said no, thank you, and he said, "Hey, man, I'm gay." Oh, that would be kind of weird. <laughs> I just like he kept on trying to get me to come to this like CD underground strip club. And I'll give him credit because he was not – he was persistent. Like once he found out I was gay, he's like, oh, we got something for that too. Don't worry. <laughs> so I just kept walking. But uh, I give him credit. He also asked if I wanted uh, – also people in Vegas, I mean they know how to upsell. Like you said, they go from a vagina to crab legs Yeah. to we were walking. This guy, this guy goes – Hey, man, you trying to get any weed? I was like, no, man, I'm good. He goes, what about some crack? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a big, like, well, that's actually like a really large jump to make because, like, I mean, you know, weed's like a normal thing. But then all of a sudden, that's like, that's like, hey, man, you want to buy these brass knuckles? And then you're like, no. And they're like, how about this uh, Abrams tank that I got parked over here? That's <laughs> true. All right, I got an RPG or a pocket knife. Yeah, <laughs> which one you want? You ain't leaving here without <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah. So we're staying at the Luxor, which is the big black pyramid. Oh, and... the one that they like slid down on Fear Factor, man. Joe Rogan ate some cockroaches <laughs> on casino table. Uh, Joe Rogan is right in the top a hundred podcasts along with ours. Oh, I know he is. He's always near the top. Him and Adam Carolla, because just... hey guys, come on. <laughs> Adam Carolla is under us this week. Is he? That's on iCatcher, though. On iTunes, like, he's always, like, at the first slot on, like... Well, we're beating him on iCatcher, so Adam Carolla, fuck you. <laughs> hey, come on, guys. Oh, hello, Adam. How you doing? Hey, yeah, girls and trampolines. Come on, guys. Oh, you? I heard you like beer? Yeah, like bear, girls, and trampolines. Hey, guys. <laughs> come on, guys. There. We just saved these people from having to download this Yeah, exactly. Copies of it. <laughs> All it is. Um, so... Where were we right now? Uh, you're talking about the people selling stuff in Vegas? Yeah, so I'm going to uh, probably gamble tonight, but Vegas is an interesting town. I recommend it to anybody. Um, everyone here is completely fucked. Oh, yeah, there's no... I, just can't, I can't imagine living here Well, that's, what it would be like. That's the thing I never understood is like, well, like uh, around here, and I'm sure like people around like other parts of the U.S. and whatever they're listening to this, they probably have casinos and things there. Yeah, like sure. you know, we have casinos here, and they're sad. Like they're they're pretty sad because like you walk in, and you see like some woman in like a like a full tracksuit that's made out of polyester, like like wearing an oxygen mask and just putting like five one hundred dollar bills oh. into a fucking. Slot oh, it's so in true. I was gambling once in Cincinnati, and this lady next to me was putting down hundreds of dollars, and yeah. like she was losing every single hand. And even the dealer at some point was like, you know, it doesn't sound like luck's with you. And she goes, I got to make this money back. It's my mortgage. And I'm like, holy yeah, shit. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I understand. Like, I get the addiction angle of it. But even then, it's like there comes a certain yeah, point, I mean, like, with addiction where it's like, I don't know, like, like drugs and alcohol addiction. Like, it makes sense to me because there is a place where you really can't do any more drugs or you really can't drink anymore for the day. But with money, like, how do these people have money to continue spending it all the time? I mean, I don't know. Is that just it is to me? Gambling is fun, you know, and I like playing blackjack. But to me, like, if you're spending an amount of money and you lose it, that you're so mad at yourself, you want to cry. That was not money you had to spend. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing is, like, whenever I go to a 
casino, I always have like an acceptable risk. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this $60 with me. And if I walk out of here with any money, that was money that I didn't expect to have because I took that 60 bucks with me to spend purposely. Right. Not, Hey, you know how I was going to pay my rent tomorrow? Well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, people and the people at the casino get real angry. I remember uh, Justin and I have a good friend named Nathan, and him mm-hmm. and I went to the casino a few months ago. And it was like a Friday night, you know? Yeah. And it was so packed. Like, there was nothing open. And all of a sudden, it's weird because I look over, and there's this one blackjack table with just this one, like, 60-year-old lady chain-smoking cigarettes at it, and no one else at the table. I'm like, man, that's weird because this place is packed. So Nathan and I sit down and instantly I hear, I hope you know what you guys are doing. What? <laughs> Pardon me? Like, she sounded like Marge Shot or something. And uh, she was just wasting hundreds of dollars. And every time I or Nathan would make a move in blackjack, which, you know, I'm familiar. I actually make quite a bit of money usually in blackjack. Yeah. We're not on tour. Well, there was a time when you were living specifically off just making money at Blackjack. There, which was weird. Yeah, literally. I have lived off of Blackjack before. And this lady, every time Nathan and I would make a move, if it wasn't like exactly by the rule book, you know, quote unquote, for gambling, she would like basically like yell at us, like as if she was like our teacher. And then like, it's funny, within two hands, Nathan and I were like, no wonder this table has nobody at it. And right. the funny thing is, is that I was winning. Yeah, and she was losing hundreds of dollars, telling me that I was playing wrong. Of course she was, because she's not. That's the thing about people who gamble like that are compulsive or whatever. They have a certain specific superstitious way of doing things, and if they don't do it that way, and other people don't react the way they want them to, then there's something wrong, and it's everyone's fault but theirs. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So that was a good story as well. But I wish that somehow you would have lost to her. And then she would have been like, well, I'll pay you or whatever if you come to my hotel room. But you had to go up there with her. And she just <laughs> lays down the bed and goes, I hope you boys know what you're doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it would turn into some bad American Pie type movie. Exactly. Oh, Mrs. Stifler, what are you doing with my dick in your hand? Can we talk about how they still make those movies? Yeah, can we talk about Beta House, The Naked Mile, American oh, Reunion? Those, I mean, those were spinoffs, though. You're right; they still make movies in the actual series, which is sad. And the worst is I watched that uh, American Reunion movie, like it was on HBO, and it was like, Why did you do that? I was drunk, and it was like two in the morning. I don't know. Everybody, Speaking I like how drunk. I I do like the the fact that. Everybody else is like at bars making really bad decisions with their lives, and my bad decisions add up to me being drunk and watching American Pie movies. It's fair. What was the movie that you rented back in the day that was a spinoff of those that was about like gay kids? Oh, uh, um, oh shit. I think. Was it not another gay movie? Yeah, yeah, that was what it was. It, me and Lauren rented it and watched it. It was very Man. good. No, it was There's not. a part where a guy, not. where a guy, um, where a guy puts on a strap on for some reason. Like he has a dick, <laughs> but he puts on a giant black strap on that's probably like like comically oversized, probably like three feet long, and like yeah, fu- and like fucks this guy that was in like his. He's like a teacher, and he fucks this kid who was in his English class who just graduated, and then the guy shits all over a glass table that another guy's underneath. But it's supposed to be like really funny. But it's not. It's just like a thing that probably happens somewhere. Where where do you think that happens? Well, my house. Oh, okay. 
Oh, before we get off the topic of Vegas as well. Yeah. So I went I went to the Pawn Stars shop. Oh, good for you. That place is the biggest joke. Yeah. I took a I took a taxi ride there by myself because everybody else kind of veered off to their own which ways. That place is like the size of this hotel room that I'm in. Yeah. None of those assholes actually work there. No. And it's all just t-shirts for that store now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's... I think I took... Like, isn't the actual show like on a set now? Isn't it's not even in the um, store anymore, is it? I believe they do film it there, but I'm 99% sure they closed down the show when they film it. Yeah, that's what I figure. And I didn't recognize one person there. And on top of that, it was just t-shirts of fucking Chumley, which is like that guy sucks. And uh yeah, it was a waste. I took like a $14 cab ride there. I was there for maybe 2 minutes and then I left pretty disappointed. I don't know anything about this show really other than like things I've seen online about it, how they lowball everybody and they don't like really pay anybody anything. Yeah. And then I did go to Cal's customs though, the car show in Vegas. It's like in the same type on the same channel. Oh, and that was kind of cool because his warehouse is actually open and you can go look at <laughs> all of his cars and he has like the James Bond Porsche, like Lamborghinis. And that was pretty neat. Oh, that's kind of cool. Did and, like, you... it's free. You can just walk in. They just You can even take pictures. They just say no video and no touching, you know, which is reasonable. So that was cool. Did you go to uh, Jeff Dunham's garage by any chance? No, I didn't actually. So stop. Oh, he has uh, a lot of puppets that drive cars in that garage? That Vaguely, <sighs> vaguely racist puppets that have – no, he's made so <laughs> much He's made so much money, he literally does have, like, a garage in Vegas with, like, 30 cars in it that you can go, like, look at. He has like all these like classic cars. He bought one of those. He bought one of the Batmobiles from the Tim Burton movies and like got some guy to make it street legal. Like spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars to make it street legal so he could drive it. That guy has more money than you and I will ever have. I don't know how. Who the fuck likes ventriloquists? No one likes ventriloquists. That's the point <laughs> of like, you know what I mean? Like, ugh, I hate, I hate him. I hate Jeff Dunham so fucking much. I can't even explain it. Can we get him on the show sometime? If we, if there was a way to, I totally would. Would you tell him that he's an asshole? Yeah, I absolutely would. I don't like his attitude, I, and I think that he's, I, I think he's more damaging to comedy than he is helpful because he doesn't really help anybody. He doesn't have like well, a opening acts or you know. Do you think he makes love to his puppets? Oh, he's definitely fucking those puppets all the time. I completely agree. There's no way around it. I know he says he has I'm a not- wife and kids, but I've never seen any evidence of this. Yeah, it's probably his puppets. Uh, yeah, like like one day, like they go, like somebody actually goes to his house, like he actually lo- he finally lo- like loses all like his his like last shred of sanity, and he goes, they go to his house for like cribs or something like that, and they walk, they walk <laughs> in, and like he has like like two puppets on his knees and like one on his hand, and this is wife and kids. <laughs> and he's like in a, he's like in boxers with like hearts all over him. Right, <laughs> nothing in his house is real. Like it's all like cardboard stuff for puppets. That reminds me of a good story. What? How? How? Uh, let's talk about the time that you and I went to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, oh! I, I thought you. Were, I figured you were going to talk about this, but I was actually kind of weird because you you had started this by talking about fucking puppets, and I, I don't know. We were on our way back, uh, back home from Fort. Well, when on the way to Fort Wayne, we took back roads too, and we were um, driving. I don't even know what route it is. I'd have to look it up, but. Uh, there was this house that we saw from the road 
that was really creepy because it was like a giant old tree that was dead, but on it was like what at the time we thought was like 20 birdhouses. And then you think that I would say almost more than that. No, no, at the time when we were driving up, we had only got we only saw it like briefly because we didn't stop okay, yet. Yeah. yeah, we hadn't stopped yet. So yeah. we went to Fort Wayne, which was a fucking weird trip in and of itself. Um, we there, ate at the Jedi Diner. Yeah, Jedi's Garden. And uh, there was a waitress there who was from like Slovakia or something like that and asked our yeah. friend, our other friend Justin, uh, if he was in the seminary, like going to be a priest. And then immediately after that, asked if uh, maybe you boys like some pornography. That, it, that did happen. We didn't know what she was talking about, and we yeah, didn't. At really... first, I think we did. We did. I think we all thought we misunderstood her. Yeah, yeah, because we but asked we her what she said, and she clarified, and we yeah, didn't we, really take yeah. it any much further because I had a feeling that it was either going to be some really fucked up shit from like the like Russian Eastern Bloc nations, or it was just going mean, to be I... like Polaroids of her, or she was going to try and ask us to be in some with her. I've seen Hostel, and I know how that stuff ends. Oh, yeah. It ends with you fucking a 65-year-old Slovakian lady in the back of a restaurant. Why me out of the three of us? Um, I just feel like I just feel like you would have. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but so, so yeah. We went back we were on our way back from uh Fort Wayne. We decided that we were going to stop at this house with the bird um bird houses on the tree. So just want to get a picture, right? Yeah, yeah, we just wanted to get a picture of it because we thought it was cool looking or whatever. Little did we know what was about to happen when <laughs> we walk up. We finally find the house. It's in this little neighborhood or whatever on this cul-de-sac, and we pull into the driveway. And I should have known something bad was about to – like something weird was about to happen to us because when you walked up her uh, her sidewalk, there were these stones in the ground. And each stone like said something on, but it formed this sentence, which was tears build the stairway to heaven. <laughs> yep. Which is like I don't know. I mean, when isn't heaven supposed to be like a happy place? Don't really understand. Well the good thing about these stories is and we have a website, is that for people who think we're exaggerating is I actually have pictures of all this, so I, oh, I will yeah. scan them when I get home. Yeah. We can put them on the blog so people can understand how real this is. Fuck that. I'll just get the pictures out of my closet right after this and just take pictures of them with my camera phone and I'll just post them on there. Alright, yeah, do that. Do that. Um so we walk up to the door and I'm already just feeling like maybe we shouldn't have come and gone. We should just shouldn't have gone here. So we knock on yeah. the door and this woman answers the door and like we, you know, we start talking to her like, Hey, we saw your tree out back. We thought it was cool. Like, do you care if we go take a picture of it? But I didn't hear what she said back to me because you were talking to her. I wasn't. And I was staring straight ahead. She had like this, <laughs> uh, like a couch, but it's one of those couches that's like without the back on it. So it's like a like an old timey like Victorian like sitting couch or whatever, sitting room couch. It was pink. It was bright pink. Yeah, bright pink, very ornate, and on it, sitting, staring straight at the door, <laughs> were about mm, seventy or so porcelain dolls. Those creepy porcelain <laughs> dolls that like have this like those dead eyes that are just like you know <laughs> bo- like boring fucking laser through your soul. And, like, I'm just standing there, and I, I keep, like, trying to hit you and make you look at it, but you're talking to her, and I don't want her to really know that that's happening. So, finally, <laughs> like, 
she close she says oh i'll meet you out back or whatever she closes the door and like we both were just like staring at each other like what the fuck is going on and justin sheldon didn't understand either but it was also his first uh experience with when uh, we two are near each other what happens correct so he there's was a chemistry yeah he was very confused there's a sexy sexy chemistry oh god so a weird one at least we yeah. walk around back and we are completely wrong on the way there about how many birdhouses are on this tree we walk back oh, yes, there's we like a path with a um with like a bridge over this tiny creek and then you look up and there's like I think that that tree was probably about what's like probably 50, 60 feet tall. Probably oh, something like that. It's been there for hundreds of years. It was yeah. enormous. And um, it was huge, like all the way around. So it was probably 50 or so feet tall, probably like 20 feet around. And on it are yeah. what I would think are about 150 to 200 different birdhouses. Yeah, easily. Just, we called it. Yeah, we called we called her the birdhouse lady after that. Yeah, just and they were just everywhere, like up on top of the tree. I don't know who went up there to put them there, like all over the place. And then, creepily, on each side of the tree was uh, one of those like wood carvings of a child on a swing, and there yep. was a boy <laughs> and a girl. And she explained to us that this tree was a memorial to her children who had been killed. And she didn't explain how they were killed, so it was, like, kind of mysterious. And she just kept, like, talking about it. And, like, this was, like, a monument to her children and to God and, like, all this other stuff. And, uh, like, what really struck me is – and then she, like, said something about her husband was also gone. Like, didn't say he was dead. Just said he was gone. I don't know if he, like, that means he left or she was just trying to say he disappeared. Like, I, I don't know. So we uh, took a bunch of pictures of this tree and then we left. So I'll, I'll put that up on the thing. Yeah, upload those. Also, yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but as we walked around the house, we looked in all the windows and every room was filled with porcelain. Oh dolls. yeah, there were porcelain dolls everywhere. Like I've and- yeah, there were also there was also. Do you remember in the window of the kitchen, um, looking out on the yard, was a painting of a porcelain doll? Yes, I do. Like, I can't wait for you to upload these pictures. Oh, also, God. ever since then, we call her the birdhouse lady because I refuse to say porcelain doll lady. No, porcelain doll lady just no. it doesn't. It's. I'm not saying that. No, I hate it. I hate those fucking dolls. They're just the worst. Ugh. Anybody who collects you know those what? is just a horrible person. Before we move on to an awesome video game experience, I was going to share your story. Just kind of reminded me of a story more recently to me that I don't think I've even told you. Oh, yeah. And uh, dealing with people that are really terrible people and racist. Oh, okay. So, you know, as uh, you know, my dad passed away a few years ago. Yeah. And I was going through all this stuff to figure out what I wanted to keep, you know, like personal stuff that meant a lot to me. And then just stuff I could throw out, and I found a metal detector. Oh, the metal detector you used to use, like, down in the park all the time? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, I don't really have any use for this. I don't even know what this could be worth, you know? Right. You should have taken so, it to the Pawn Stars people. They gave you five bucks. Yeah, I'm sure Chumley would have traded me a Nike for it or something. But, uh, so, I just Google, you know, Cincinnati uh, metal detector sales. And whatever came up, there was a place in Loveland, which is a place north of Cincinnati where we live. And I called, and I talked to the guy, and I was just like, you know, I found 
metal detector in my dad's garage. Do you buy things like that? Or could you tell me what it's worth? And he said, yeah, I've been doing it for years. Take, you know, bring it on in and we'll see. And I said, okay, cool. So he was out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. I show up to this guy's place. It's like a garage. You can tell he tinkers with everything. Well, just hold stuff on. taken apart everywhere. One second. The thing is, is that if you ever have to deal with a guy who buys metal detectors, it's always going to be in the woods somewhere. You, you are correct about that. And uh, so he uh, he literally just told me his wife had passed away because I, well, he, he brought that up, I think, because, you know, I told him that I had found the metal detector when my dad passed away. Yeah. And maybe to try to relate to me, you know, he said my wife, my wife passed away a few years ago and he was like this sweet old man with like white hair and he pulled out a picture of his wife and he actually sat there and proceeded to tell me about his kids. It was actually, it was really sweet. He told me for about 20 to 30 minutes about how he met his wife at Coney Island, how they'd known each other since high school, how he actually stole her from his best friend in like junior high and how it was funny, and they ended up getting married, and they've lived together, and it was like the saddest story. Like I felt yeah. so bad that she died. She died of like cancer. You know what I mean? Right. I literally almost cried. Like this guy was just so sweet, sharing me all this story, and I was there for maybe over an hour, and I had to meet a friend of mine, and I was late, but I couldn't interrupt this guy because he was just spilling his heart out to me. I don't know how often he gets to talk to people, you know? Right. Exactly. So he's going over this long story about his wife and how they met and showing me pictures of his kids. And I felt good. I was like, I don't think this guy has to talk to that many people. So I just listened and talked when it was appropriate. And I listened and listened. So finally, he's like, oh, you know, I know you probably need to get going. Um, I'll give you 200 bucks. Does that sound fair? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, man. I really appreciate it. And he goes, all right, I need to see your ID. And I was like, okay. I didn't even think anything of it because I was selling him something, you know? Yeah, yeah. You think like pawn shop pool type thing. Yeah, after all this, he goes, yeah, I don't normally check IDs, but recently this one fucking nigger ripped me off. Oh, fucking, of course. And I just literally, I just like, if you're going to see probably the expression on my face. Yeah. It was just like, this guy spent the last hour of his life pouring his heart out to me about how lonely he is, misses his wife, and all of a sudden turns into super insane racist man. <laughs> of course he does, because this is what he always do. Yeah, and I just asked him, I was like, excuse me? He was like, you know how they are. He literally said that, you know, and I was like, no, I don't understand. Here's my ID. And at that point, I was just ready to get out of there. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was like, man, if this guy thinks I'm not on the, you know, the same side as him, he might murder me. Right. I was like, so, uh, yeah, man, thanks. I got to go. And it was just one of the strangest most wild turn of events I've experienced. <laughs> and I was by myself. Of course, I should have gone with somebody. Turn, it'd be a, it, I, was, I don't know. It makes me think like it would turn into one of those like things from like uh, falling down where the guy's like, come in the basement, man. I got to show you something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I was about to cry for this guy and to being totally disgusted by this guy and to almost fearing for my life from this guy all within about 10 minutes. Yeah, actually, so. uh, that happened to me not too long ago. Um, I had uh, I forget where I was. I was out. I think I was out of a bar or something like that. And I, I took a cab home and I, Oh no, I was actually, I was at, it was last, it was, I don't remember what it was. I was at a show on a boat and, uh, I, uh, took a cab home and I got this guy when I called the cab company, he came and got me and he was just, just like, I mean, he was a fat, redneck dude with like a braided beard and like long hair and stuff. Looked like a guy who listens to Pantera a lot. Good. Because right. he was listening to Pantera when I got in the car. 
So Pantera. Yeah. Cab? Yeah, of course. They don't give That's a shit. Tasteful. Cab drivers don't give a shit about that. But um no, they don't give shit about much, but yeah. So I like, you know, I just you know, I just decided to make small talk with him because it's a, it's a decently long cab ride, and I don't really feel like just sitting there, like, you know, staring out the window or whatever. So, like, I asked him how his night's going or whatever, and he starts talking. And of course, because cab drivers, like, some people don't really talk to him very often. They'll just talk to you. Yeah. And uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he go, he just starts telling me, he's like, he's like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I used to have a real good job working for, I forget, like, a trucking company or something like that. And then he lost it, I guess. I don't remember if he said, like, he had, like, a drug problem or, like, drinking problem or something. And then he said he got sober and he, he found the Lord. And then he started doing this cab company thing. And then he, um, then things started getting a little weird, like, towards the middle of the ride. Because he was telling me about the cab company and, like, how he wanted to own his own cab company. So he had, he had like, plans he had been saving up money, and he was going to buy a Scion, and he was going to make his own cab company. And I was like, oh, that's okay. cool, man. You know, like, that's a really good idea. Like, you know, have your own thing and, like, get, you know, get your own, make your own way in the world, you know, if you want to work for yourself. And, like, then, like, you know, he, yeah. was, he was like, oh, thanks, man. You know, I, I didn't know if it was a good idea, but it's good to hear that anybody thinks it is. And all this. So then I'm, like, I, I'm, I'm sitting there, and then uh, his phone rings. So, like, things were fine, and he was really nice, and then he picks up his phone and he's like on the phone with I guess either his girlfriend or maybe it's like his his like daughter or something. And he's like right. he's like talking to her and he's just like he's like, Well you better not let that motherfucker over at the house again, god damn it. And he's like and he starts going like <laughs> he starts going, You stupid bitch, I swear to God I told you not to fucking do that and not fuck with them people. And oh, man. and I'm just like sitting there, I'm like I'm like, What happened to the dude I was just talking to? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where did he go? <laughs> So then he gets off the phone and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry about that, man. You know, you know how you know how ladies are." And I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Whatever. You know, I'm not. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I just brush it off. It's like whatever. It's your family or like whoever. You can talk to them however you want." So then, like, right. we're getting towards the end of the ride, and uh, he starts like, "I was like, you know, he starts talking about like, well, you know, sometimes it's dangerous and stuff in the cab." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure. Like late at night, it can be." And he goes. So basically, like even before you finish, this guy, this guy was just itching to tell you something horribly racist. Wasn't oh he? yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, like, well, that's what happens. Is like he's telling me it's dangerous, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it is. You know, I mean, like, because uh, you never know what can happen. You know, anybody can. Yeah, absolutely. Do whatever. So he's like, he's like, yeah. And we get down to like where you turn off of uh, the highway onto the road that goes to my house, and he starts going. Yeah, well, you know, and then uh, one time this, he's just like, well, one time this nigger got in my car and uh, pulled a gun on me. So I picked up the brick I have under my seat and I hit him in the face with it. And then, uh, I don't even you know, he did that. No, I don't believe it for a second. And then he's like, he's like, then I, I, you know, he got out of the car and I chased him down the street. And he's like, and, and I was like, you better run, you motherfucking coon. And like all this stuff. Oh and I'm just like, I'm like sitting there like, oh, okay. And then I started thinking to myself, like, if I disagree with him, there's a chance that this guy's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Right. Or if I, you know, I don't know. So we get to my house and, like, I'm just like, oh, man, you know, thanks, man. Like, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm like, I just want to get out of the cab at that point. And I give him right. the, my money and he like, he's like, he's like, hey, give me your cell phone. And I'm like, what? What? what's happening exactly? And he's like, 
He's like, here, just give it to me. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to argue with this guy or get fucking hit with a brick that's under his seat. So I'm like, okay. So he he takes my cell phone, types his number into it, and he's like, here you go, man. You know, anytime you need a ride, you just call me. You just call old Zach. I'll come get you. And I'm like, oh, gold Zach. Yeah. Right. And he's like, he's like, or if you just want to hang out or something, you know, call me. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, man, I, that's cool. I, I'll do that. And I get out of the car. I'm like, have a good night. And I go in and like, I immediately erase the number. Like, cause I'm just like, I'm no, not we need, fucking call. We need to I, know, hang out with them. I wish that I would have kept it because we really could have probably, but like, I, it's uh, weird because it's, I think it's just, that's the thing that happens is there's this weird thing where like when a white person who's racist, sees another white person, they automatically assume that white person is racist too. It's so true. Yeah, as if all of a sudden, you know, he's going to take that story going to be like, yeah, man, go get him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if I'm going to be cheering like, him on while he's telling me this awful story about how he's going to beat some man to death. Like, you well, know. First of all, I don't believe a black guy ever got in his car and pulled a gun on him in the first place. No. I think he just uh, saw a black guy get in his car and hit him with a brick. Yeah, most likely. And on top of that, this is always my favorite, and it makes me so mad in the name, especially of, like, uh, like these guys will be like, well, yeah, I used to be into drugs, had a drinking problem, found Jesus, and realized I hated colored people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I, I don't – the correlation is something I'll never seem to understand. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, it's just the same thing as, like – uh I mean, they always did. It's just that they blame everything on someone else because they don't want to think anything's their fault, you know? Right. Absolutely right. Oh, my gosh. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> do you, uh, do you, have any, you have music recommendations this week, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I got two. Um, the first one is a punk band. I'm sure you know these guys. Uh, Timeshares? Yes, Timeshares are great. Yeah, this album is really, really badass i love it is it do they have a new one uh i don't know if it's a new one i just found it on spotify because it was recommended to me it's called bearable yeah that was uh it came out like a year or two ago i think yeah it's fantastic i don't even know i mean there's definitely like things i would compare it to or things that like there's influences from like hot water music and like um maybe there's like a little bit of dillinger four or like Something yeah. in there, you know, like the arrivals and things like that. But I would put it around that sort of thing, like, like around those sorts of like uh, those types of bands. If you guys are, if anybody's into that, then you should listen to them. But yeah, they're called Timeshares, yeah. and the album's called Bearable. And then um, there's a uh, rap duo from Chicago called Palmer Squares that they have a newer album out that um, is really really good. And I can't remember what it's called. I'm looking it up right now. But uh, if you like, because um, both of us really liked, um, you know, Smut Peddlers and High and Mighty and all that kind Just of like stuff. Like the older the Eastern, East Coast dirty, grimy hip hop. Right? right. Yeah. Like Eastern Conference yeah. uh, type of stuff. Well, obviously, I consider the High and Mighty. Um, or not the High and Mighty. The, the Smut Peddlers album I consider to be one of the best hip-hop albums ever made probably I that. if i don't it's, think it's the best then i it's up there for sure the album's called porn again if everybody wants to get it it's not peddlers it is if you like rapper hip-hop or even are getting into it it's a flawless record yeah it is like i don't even know how to describe 
how good it is and how much it holds up. I mean, it was it's what thir- thirteen years old now, probably. Oh, easily. And it's and like, the beats still hit so hard, and everything about it's so good. Yeah, you should check it out on Spotify. It's fantastic. But these guys remind me of them a lot. They're nowhere near as good as far as I'm concerned, but they have the room or potential to get there. But they have right. um, they have an album that came out in I think December of last year called Square Tactics, and it's really good. But what I would suggest everybody listen to if you want to get into them first is a song called Spooky Language. And it's like, it's probably one of the best rap songs I've heard in, I don't even know how long. I mean, it's just, I listen to it all the time. I don't know why I'm obsessed with that song, but you know, you get like one song and you're like, like, oh yeah, you know, so, um, listen to that. Those are my recommendations for this week. And apparently those are good. Ryan's were, uh, two gay guys fucking. I also have another. Oh, um, mine's also a rap album that just came out on Tuesday by Starlito and Don Tripp, and it's called Step Brothers 2. <laughs> and it's a, I never really heard of them. I was rising through iTunes. It's a it's rap. And I guess Starlito and Don Tripp are just the two guys, I assume. And Step Brothers 2 is the name of the, of the album. And it's kind of weird. I like it. It's a, I hate to compare things to Outkast because I don't think they sound like Outkast. But I just mean they have a lot of like, the weird kind of irreverent, like, off the top, like catchy hip hop is just not standard. You know, it's not right. trap beats, and uh, it's just a great record. They're goofy, but they're kind of serious. They're good rappers. It's called Step Brothers Two, so you should check that out because I'm real into it right now. I'll listen to that. So you should listen to that, and I'm going to listen to your second recommendation because I've never heard it. Also, Toad the Wet Sprocket has a new album, and I downloaded it, but I've not listened to it yet. Yeah, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. I still love that band. Everybody always like. You know, it's so funny because like there's a lot of people I know who you and I think are like and, and a couple other people we know are like the only people who really 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 like 90s pop music like that like the I, like I 90s love it. Band Jim like, Blossoms yeah. or Naked Ladies any of it it's yeah, great Toad the Wet Sprocket I love Toad the Wet Sprocket I, I, I think I they're too. fantastic so I'd li- totally listen to a new album by them even though you know I don't know how it is but I don't either. I downloaded it. It's called, well, I bought it. I bought it off iTunes. It's called New Constellation by Toad the Wet Sprocket. So, I'll listen so. to it. Hopefully it sounds exactly like everything I else. I can't recommend did. that. Yeah, I can't recommend it because I've never heard it, but I recommend just checking it out because I'm going to check it out as well. Yeah, I recommend that so right everybody now, what get I'm... an education in 90s pop music and stop being assholes. That's always a good recommendation. Uh, so we're at the Luxor, like I said, the nice Pyramid Hotel, because we're a successful rock band, and that's how we get down. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how to do room service, and it's just confusing me right now, because I've never done room service. I think you don't you just hit, like, zero or something? I don't know. I could just walk downstairs and get any of this, and it's way cheaper, but I just want to, like, open the door of my boxers, like, in a robe, like, hello. Wait, what are you going to order? Uh, a diet Pepsi, <laughs> and that's <it. laughs> and uh, maybe a Grey Goose. I don't think you're gonna order a Grey Goose. You don't even drink. All right. First of all, I do drink sometimes now. Oh, do you really? But the Grey Goose, a full bottle is 165 to room <laughs> service. That's it. That sounds like a good deal. Yeah, I'd say so for a 34 dollar bottle of vodka. It's. <laughs> What is 50 milliliters? 
Oh man, that's like actually really small. That's ten dollars. Yeah, that's the one. That's like an airplane bottle. Oh man! Like the kind you would I get almost... out of a mini bar, kind of thing. I'm gonna try this on speakerphone real quick and see if this works. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna act real rock starish. Let's see if this works. <laughs> see if they can get you any coke up there. I'm gonna be completely ridiculous. Hold on. Let me see what room I'm into. Uh, should I talk in like an accent? Yeah. You don't even know how to do an accent, but yeah, of course you should. Do <laughs> I'm good at accents. Do uh, talk to him like you're Donald Duck. <laughs> God, so bad. Hey. Hello. Yeah, it cut out again. Oh, it cut out when I tried to make the phone call. Yeah, it did. Well, I'll have you know that I called in order to diet Pepsi with grenadine and cherries to be delivered to my room. <laughs> is that, I, I can't, you got, the worst part is, is like, it's going to be like, what, $5, $6, something like that? Seven fifty. Oh, well, you better give that guy the other two fifty to make it 10 Yeah, might as well. They're going to get pissed if you don't tip them. Oh, I know that. I know that. I know that, my dog. What um? What accent did you use? Um, I don't. I didn't really use one. I just tried to sound like I was a businessman. <laughs> Wait. Well, how does that sound? Uh, pretend I'm calling you and you're the Luxor. All right. Hello. This is the Luxor. How may I help you? Hi. Is this room service? Uh, yes. Uh, it is. I would like to get a uh, Diet Pepsi with grenadine and some cherries in the bottom delivered to my room. Please, I hope that's not a pain. <laughs> you hope that's not a pain? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> First of all, you understand that I, – I mean, I know, I know that you're 30 years old, but you still sound like you're 15. So <laughs> you sounded like a 15-year-old trying to act like a grown-up and order like a mixed drink. Which is like using, using my mom's credit card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like a diet Pepsi with grenadine and cherries in it, please. Thank you. Like that just sounds like like a like a kid who's trying to be like, well, I've seen my parents order mixed drinks before, and I think I'll have one too. Like you know. Hey, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> now, I do have a good story. Okay. Uh, we uh, not like a funny story, but uh, to talk about more is the last episode we reviewed the game Gone Home. Yeah. Which is made Wait, by the Fulbright Company. Do you want to talk about this, or do you want me to tell a funny story, and then we can talk about that? That's actually a good story, so we should close on something like that. So, yeah, you tell a funny story. Okay. Um, I uh, This past Saturday – well, actually, I'll tell you both things. Um, on Friday evening, uh, my uh, our friend Craig Lackey and I went out on the town. We decided to have a night we, – because we both own – Nice suits, but we never wear them. So we decided what we were going to do is have a gentleman's night on the town. And what? Um, sir? What? Did you say, did you get laid? No, no, go ahead. You know I fucked his little asshole. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, Go on. You guys wore suits out. Yeah, so we decided since we own nice suits, we're going to use them. And uh, so what we did was we decided we'd go to like a nice restaurant for dinner. And then go like out like to like a couple of like nicer bars or whatever, and um and always buy like gentlemanly drinks like Manhattans and things of that nature. So right, 
we <laughs> so we go uh to this bar in Cincinnati. It's the oldest one in Cincinnati. It's called Arnold's, and they have like really good food and stuff. And they seat okay. us at this table, and it's just a two person table out in like the courtyard or whatever. And this guy walks right. up and puts a candle down in the middle of us, and I think that he thought that we were on a date, <laughs> and we were not on a date at all. And then I love that. Um, this dude who was our waiter, I think he was trying to figure out, and he like asked us like what we were doing, and we told him exactly what we were doing, and he's like, "Oh, that's cool, that's cool. Like you know, you you fellas have a good time together." And I still think he thought we were gay. So then okay. we end up going to. Um, Japs, which is an over the Rhine here in Cincinnati, where uh, our friend John Weiner works, and the owner of the bar, who's this lady named Molly, is standing there, and she looks over and she's like, "Oh, you guys look great. It's nice how you color coordinated yourselves." <laughs> and it turned out that we were wearing basically the same colors, just in opposite sort of fashion, so it looked like yes. we were the two super gayest dudes on the town ever. But then later on in the night, we were hanging out um, across the street at a different bar. And this uh, and our friend Aaron came up with like his girlfriend and these like other girls or whatever. So we were talking to them and then they left. And then after that, like people started getting like like weird, like um, they would start showing us like weird amounts of respect for no reason whatsoever, other than we were dressed up and they weren't. So like. Okay. Like I went up to the bar to get a drink and this guy bumped into me, turned around and was like, Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And like walked off to the other end of the bar. Like (laughs) (laughs) it was the weirdest thing. And then like people would like, I would walk up to the bar and I would be like going to get a drink. And like people who were standing at the bar, like in line would get out of my way and just let me walk up there. I thought you were in the mafia. Apparently you're a big guy in a suit. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what was happening. And like, then like some guy tried to come up and um, act like he was he was from Australia. Like he tried to put on an Australian accent and act like he was there on vacation. And he came up and he's like, "Oh, what are you guys dressed up for?" And uh, we were like, we were just like nothing, just uh, you know, dressing up. And he was like, he's like, "Oh, that's cool. You know, I'm from Sydney." And we just stared at him. And I was just like, "No, you're not." And then he just went. He's like, "Well, I gotta go." And like he walked away. And like his friend walked up and he's like, "Sorry, guys. Sorry, he was being an asshole." And we were like, he wasn't. He didn't talk to us for more than two seconds, so it doesn't really matter. And he, he, yeah. I was like, I was like, he's not from Australia, is he? And he's like, no, he's just acting like that. And it's like, who acts like that? I don't know. What is the point? Just annoying fucking dudes, annoying fucking like guys who are in frats in college and have too much money, you know, when they get out. Just it's just fucking white people shit, you know. And uh, so okay. we hung out and like we we, fought, we you know we got, went home and then the next day I. Uh, I was doing the 5K at the Cyclones game, which is a local hockey team here in Cincinnati. Yeah. And um, I was running the 5K, and I got done. And I'm not, like, a skinny person. I'm not, like, extremely fast. But I do pretty well. Like, I can usually get, like, my 5K time is in between. Like, I haven't been keeping up on it, so I, I was at, like, 34 minutes this time. But generally, I'm at, like, between 28 and 30, which is pretty good. So I crossed the finish line and I'm like standing there like they give you like water and a banana and stuff like like just snacks or whatever to recover from the run. And like I'm at the finish line and like four people cross it after me. Okay, like these four like kind of sorority girl, like young professional like girls. And then like these dudes who are like 
kind of fratty guys, but probably working like finance or whatever now. And right. like this dude is clearly he clearly came in after me. He is very he's like real skinny, had on like extremely expensive running gear and stuff. And he like stands right next to me. And he's just like he's like he like starts stretching like real hard, like real deep lunges and stuff like that, which is a thing uh-huh, that yeah. after after you run like intensely. You're not really supposed to do that because it stretches the tendons out and it can get you can injure yourself. You're really supposed to just right. like walk around and cool down and then do that. So he just starts doing it and he's like he's like, Oh yeah, you know, I just crushed that, man. I just crushed that course. Like I totally crushed it, bro. <laughs> and like he's just saying this and he's like he's like, I don't even need the water. I feel like I could go do it again, you know? I don't even give a shit. And like he like he's totally like red faced, he's sweating everywhere, there's no fucking way. And he's like, he like turns to me. He's like, he's like, Hey bro, how'd you do out there? And I was like, I was like, okay, I was a little off my time. And he's like, he's like, that's okay, man. Just keep trying. And he's like, what was your time? And I was like, I was like 34 or something. And he's like, you fucking beat me, bro. And I was like, yeah, I think so. I crossed the fucking finish line before you. And like, usually after I run, I'm like, not, I'm not in a bad mood necessarily, but when I have to run in a big group like that, I get in a bad mood cause I'm sweaty and I don't want people around me, you know? And, like, I was just like, yeah, I fucking crossed the finish line before you. And he's like, that's cool, man. It's cool. You know, it's just, it's all about just doing it. And I'm like, I'm like, I just wanted to be like, you know, I was just like, what the fuck ever, you know? Like, I just, like, turned away. But I really wanted to be like, like, you were just asking me so that in case you had a better time, you could rub it in my face in, like, <laughs> a, like passive-aggressive way, you stupid fucking shithead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just funny to me because it's like, it's like you don't have to act like you did something really great. You crossed the finish line in a 5K. Everyone there that day was doing that. You know what I mean? Like there was like people who were like uh, – there was like a lady like in a wheelchair who was doing it. You know, it's not a big deal. Like <laughs> like calm down, buddy. You didn't just like run the Boston Marathon and beat everybody. Like You don't get it, bro. Yeah. Totally crushed that course, bro. Totally crushed it. Like First of all, geez. If you say you totally crushed anything, I don't want to talk to you. Oh, absolutely not. He was just Unless you're talking about vagina. Oh, hell yeah, man. Pussy, right? Pussy. Mm. What's a pussy? Uh, It's like a metaphor. Oh, what's a metaphor? It's like a type of car. (laughs) So So. you played Gone Home, and you had an interesting time in Portland, I think, because you got to meet the dude right i did uh gone home was made by the fulbright studios and i recommend the game like i said it's for pc or mac there's nothing like it i don't want to ruin much about it it's literally 19 dollars. yeah when you, you buy it you get a code to give it to your other friends yeah. there's no reason not to it's amazing just like, look, really cool yeah did you start playing it yeah i started playing it, but then obviously because it was this past weekend i was gone most of it and didn't have a lot of time but right what's well, called gone home it's made by the Fulbright Studios, who made a lot of Bioshock 2, Bioshock Infinite, and the add-ons. And so, yeah, we played Portland this past week. And the company, the Fulbright Studios, from there. So I just happened to email him, and the guy that runs the company is named Steve. And uh, I was just like, hey, I'm a big fan of your studio, big fan of your games. I do this podcast with my friends. We just reviewed your game. If you'd like to come out to the show or have drinks and get food, you know, let me know. I'll put you on the guest list. I didn't really expect a response, and uh, he responded that night and was like, cool, that sounds good. And I didn't know if he'd really follow through, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, of course. And he uh, came to the show, he watched the show, he liked the band, he got a shirt, and we went out to dinner, and he's the most down-to-earth, awesome guy, because 
it's funny. I've never gotten nervous to meet a band. Like I've met most of my favorite bands at this point and I play music and doesn't, I don't really care. I mean, I, I care. Right. It's exciting, but I, yeah. I don't get nervous. Right. And I was so nervous. It was funny. He came with his wife and he actually brought the girl that does the voice acting of Sam. Who's the voice you hear the entire game. Yeah. I saw that in that, uh, picture you put up. That was cool. Yeah. And it, it was such a weird thing to hear her talk because I'd spent a few weeks listening to her talk playing this video game. And uh, it was it was amazing. And that company rules, Steve and his wife, and they were just all great. And I got to meet a video game hero of mine, and it was amazing. <laughs> so you, just based off the fact, what? <laughs> Did you say to her, you know, during that game, I'll rub my dick raw listening to you? She probably would have laughed. She was very cool <laughs> had I said something like that. But uh, I don't. It's cool. It's a company that worked for a big company. They split off. They're their own independent company. There's only four of them, and they're making quality, amazing stuff. So there's only four people she, working there. That's amazing. That that's it. Four people that's made Gone Home. That's crazy. It is insane, and the game's great. It's called Gone Home. There's nothing like it, and you should absolutely buy it for twenty dollars. It's well worth it. Yeah, I agree. And actually, he gave me a few codes to spread the game. So if you're listening to this and you're one of the first four or five people, email me at ryanempire at gmail.com, and I will send you the game for free just to help promote it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. so please yeah, do that. Do that. Uh, yeah. I'll make sure to uh, – well, no. You know what? I'm not going to put it in the Tumblr post because if people don't listen this far, they don't fucking deserve it. So Yeah. yeah. It's Ryan, so R-Y-A-N. Empire, E-M-P-I-R-E, at gmail.com. And Steve gave me some codes to spread the game. So, yeah, so the, if you're one of the first two people, actually, I, I, why don't we make it like a contest? Okay. Like, what what should they do, what should they do to uh, get a code? Like, the people who send you the best what? Send me a picture of you doing the weirdest thing you can think of. Okay, I can do that. No, no, you don't need it. I, I meant people listening. Oh, am I not eligible for the contest now, Ryan? Oh, uh, okay, you're you're eligible. Yeah. So if you'd like to play Gone Home, that uh, email me that and oh, this is I for the oh, this is a contest for the game. Never mind. I... What were you thinking? So anyway, yeah. So send Ryan um, <laughs> yes. a picture of the weirdest thing that you can do, and keep in mind that when you send these to us, we are posting them on our Tumblr page. True. So if you'd like to be internet famous, show me your dick. Yes, show us all your dick. <laughs> but uh, other than that, also in Salt Lake City, which I already despised a few days before that, I'm sure you saw on my Facebook. Yeah. I have fractured my arm. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last time, but you didn't say what happened with it, if anything. Are you all right? Uh, or? I'm not supposed to be playing guitar for a few weeks, but I'm playing anyways because I can't really cancel. So every night I just take painkillers right before set. I play it. I hurt really bad, and then I put ice on it and hope it doesn't get worse because I need a few days to rest it, and that's not going to happen until November. Oh, bro, you're like rock and roll lifestyle, man. You heard that man, like, song? I'm into music, man. I'm not going to let... A bone sticking out of my skin, keeping me from playing my guitar. Hell no! You're gonna take pills and you're gonna get through it, like that song that Cake made. Laid. Oh yeah, man! You are gonna smash that pussy. Man, I got a smash list already ready to go. <laughs> smash list. Ugh, that's like the grossest, <laughs> greasiest. How thing. dirty is that? 
Uh, you know, there's like some dude at like a frat house right now who has like a whiteboard on his wall. No, not even a whiteboard. <laughs> he has that like chalkboard paint he like put on his wall and he like wrote like writes like girls' names like that he sees around campus on. He's like, yeah, I'm all like, fucked up. What it is, it's like some girls' names, but it'll be like Courtney, Tina, and then like blonde girl in algebra. Oh, yeah. There's no way he knows all their names. And even then, the He's Courtney like, and Tina aren't even specific girls. That's just girls' name that. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know her name, but I don't care. I just got to smash. I'm going to smash that puss, bro. Yeah, Brody, Spence. <laughs> Spencer. It's Brody, it's Spencer. <laughs> uh, why are we doing Keeping Up with the Kardashians or whatever the fuck that was? The Hills, that's what it was. Laguna Beach, Laguna the Beach, Hills, the what hills. was it? Yeah, the Hills. I think it was towards the end of the Hills. Oh. Yes. So, uh, anything else you have to add? No. I think we're... Uh... I think we're pretty good as far as the thing well i mean i'd add that um should uh make sure to tell people about our podcast recommend please. people um please tell them about big snackers download yeah. it subscribe to it it really does make a huge difference if you rate it and subscribe yeah make sure you rate it because it's a big metric for itunes to put us on a chart and i'd like to make it on to like a higher portion of the chart and maybe get a sponsorship for us so we can not have to pay for hosting ever in our lives but, yeah, um, we would like that. And remember to email RyanEmpireGmail.com and you can have a copy of Gone Home, which is one of the best games of the year, and everyone should buy it. It's $20. You have no excuse. If you don't buy it, you're an asshole. Yeah, it's uh, – what is it? GoneHome.com? Is that the – I believe website? so, but if not, just Google Gone Home Game, and it'll come up, and it's fantastic. I've never played a game really anything like it, and it's creepy, it's fun, and it's interesting. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think that's about it, right? I'll put a link yeah, to gonna... the. I'll put a link to their website on the Tumblr as well, so you can just click on it. And, um, uh, that would be great. But and uh, so I guess until next week, I'm gonna go to the strip now, and I'm gonna have a weird night. Yeah, I'm gonna go um, go to bed. <laughs> so. Uh, you are three hours ahead of me. Yeah. Well, and I have to be at work tomorrow. Um. So. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you very much. We'll see you next week, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye, suckers. Bye!